0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Void we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to a brand new series on RealMentorsRadio.com. I have the unique opportunity to meet a lot of different authors, a lot of different speakers across, really across the world, but especially in the United States because of, of some of the associations that I have. One such association is the Catalyst Group, the Catalyst Conferences that are put on by Giant Impact. and I met a young man by the name of John Acuff. That's J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F. John's about 30, I think he's 35 years old. And what really, what really got me looking at him is the fact that in eight years he had eight different jobs, and I thought, man, how many of us have done that? How many of us go through jobs we're looking for something, and we can't find it. Now, now it's interesting because, as we go through and and you learn a little bit about John, you'll find out that his writing is amazing. He's he's an advertiser. He's done blogging for some of the greatest companies out there from Home Depot to Auto Trader to CNN. He wrote a uh, he wrote an interesting book that most of you wouldn't probably read. It's Stuff Christians Like and and it's a humorous book. You'll learn a little bit about today in this chapter. Uh it was not the most edifying book that was ever showed up at what we would call a Christian bookstore. But the reason I picked this is because so many times especially in in the community in which I hang out the network marketing direct selling community we have this myth and we and we we use all these cool stories about it and we tell people you know you got to you got to burn your bridges and they pull that from a historical battle where a captain or a, or whatever we want to call him a general brought his men onto shore and they burnt their ships so there were no way to retreat what they didn't tell us is that some of his men still decided to leave. They just didn't go back to the ships. You know, I love stories. I love history. But so many times we use analogies that are just downright ignorant because we just want to make a deal. We want to close the sale. We want to build an organization. And then we wonder why the Sam Hill, nobody's having success. Why is my attrition rate so high? Well, that's why we're going to do John's book, Quitter, Closing the Gap Between Your Day Job and Your Dream Job. And I think over the next few days, few weeks, because I've got to take a week off next week and, and a little bit of more time the following week, you're going to find something that, that I think can help you. I, I strongly suggest that you buy the book. It's a phenomenal book. We've now got it in the bookstores on all the websites. You can go to John's websites. But he starts this off, and he's very humorous. He says, the trick to removing your clothes in a bathroom stall is to start with your shirt. A lot of people will tell you to remove your pants first, but they're wrong. See, if you go with the shirt, then the person in the stall next to you has plenty of time to leave the bathroom on his own terms. But if you start with the pants first... The pile falling to the ground assaults him. Falling pants one foot from your feet is a traumatic experience at 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, everyone knows if you're a traveling man or a woman that you got to test the door lock before removing any clothing. But a lot of people forget the, the drop test on the door hook, as in if I hang my bag and shirt... On this, Will it drop them to the floor, forcing me to light them on fire in my backyard because nobody wants anything that's been on the floor of a bathroom? The hook is your best friend because it's nearly impossible to balance something on the metal box that holds the toilet paper. And man, have you ever tried to balance anything on the back of one of these public toilets? It just doesn't work. The shirt falls off, gets stuck between the wall and the stool, and unlike the Marine Corps... There's gonna be somebody left behind. Now when he started that off, I was snickering. I thought, man, I have been there. I remember once this this last year where I drove from here to New Jersey in a twenty four hour period, had my son pick me up, take me to the to the Cleveland airport in the morning. I'm shaving and changing clothes. I haven't been to sleep. And they're looking at me weird. So I've been there. No I know what it, I know what he's going through. You may be saying, But Troy, why'd he start this? Well, here's the reason. He was keeping his day job, and at that time John would fly all over the country on the weekends, speaking at conferences, saving lives. Really, that's how I felt. And then he would fly home through the night on a red eye, take the MARTA, because he's in Atlanta, to the parking lot of the of his of the where he worked in Atlanta, grab his khakis from the car, head to the handicap stall. No one suspected anything. He'd then walk upstairs and disappear into a sea of cubicles. It was like Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. And you know what? He hated it as much as any of us would. John says, "I hate doing something I love. I hated doing something I loved outside of work, feeling alive and engaged only to have to disappear the moment only to have it disappear the moment I walked through the door of my day job." It's not that I hated the work. I liked my boss. I liked the people. I liked that I worked with I just hated the 40 hours a week that I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel like I was making a difference in anyone's life. I hated that my dream had to go on hibernation every Monday morning. And so like so many other times in my life, I kept coming back to the same thought. It's quitting time. See, most of us that have had the pleasure of creating a profession out of direct sales, out of network marketing, party plans, really sales of any kind. Any of us that have said it's time to become our own entrepreneur, fully understand where John's coming from. And it's interesting that so many of us never get past that stage of the game. See, quitting jobs today seems to be the norm. And sometimes it's not even that we want to quit the jobs. It's the fact that we get laid off, downsized, whatever the case is. But we keep going back to that 40-hour work week. Some of us have no choice. I mean, I was 19 years old, two kids on the way, one already there, one on the way. By the time I was 22, I had three kids. By the time I was 26, I had five or six kids. I lose focus. What we know today is a Gen Y. I had six kids, a beautiful wife, and a job. The difference between me and John is I loved working for myself, so I didn't have a problem going out there and and trading in 40 hours for somebody else for 40 hours for myself. But I still wasn't living my dream, and most of us aren't. See, John says, I'm really better than you are at quitting jobs. I held eight jobs in eight years from 1998 when I graduated college until 2006. These weren't petty part-time jobs like the summer where I was a mailman or the afternoon where I was a carny. The jobs I quit were 40-hour week, 401K, health insurance transfer, me and plain colored cubicle jobs. These were career jobs for most of my coworkers, and in a period of 12 years, I managed to quit six of the eight, fired from one, and then one of the companies just flat went out of business. It's interesting. I mean, here's the thing. I I know enough about John to know where he's coming from. See, I'm proud of the fact that he was willing to keep flipping until he found what he was looking for, even in a job. The thing is, most of us can't do that. And this is where it becomes a myth in network marketing somebody shows up at a, at a at a hotel meeting at an office meeting at a at a one-on-one at Starbucks at a tasting somebody gets wrapped up on something they read on the internet and what happens we say yeah that's for me quit your job go for it you know we we, we think it's 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 one of the the great adventures of the world and it's the last of the mohicans and we're going after them and all we do is trade one job for another, one boss for another, if you will. Listen to this. I thought this was interesting. It says, Depart- Department of Labor Study reveals that the medium tenure for the 55 to 64-year-old is 10 years. For the 24 to 34-year-old, it's an average of 3.1 years. Interesting how the baby boomers have flipped from that Gen X, Gen Y. Huh. Eighty-four percent of employees plan to look for a new job this year. That's interesting. Furthermore, the average tenure at a job, well, we just talked about it, dramatically decreased. So why is this? We used to stay on our job, get the gold watch, get the massive retirement, have a blast. What has changed? No longer do you talk about people retiring to the state of Florida... No longer do you see them enjoying, like, you know what they were, They retired Branson, Missouri. And they don't even live there because it's too expensive. They work there part-time, probably at Silver Dollar City. You know, we just finished Joel's book. And they live in Ozark, Missouri, where they can afford the house payment, living on a pension and Social Security. What happened? See, it's interesting because somewhere along the line, we stopped being loyal To the job, we stopped being loyal to the employee, and we started becoming quitters. We started moving from place to place. Instead of a gold watch, we're thinking it's golden handcuffs. We now look at steady jobs as less of a goal and more as a necessity. It's like like that necessary evil. They aren't fun, they're simply fun fun fund our life. There are cash cows we need but don't want. Right now, it's interesting because Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Workweek, is still one of the best-selling career books of all time on Amazon. See, people want to work less, make more money. That's the attraction. That's the allure of network marketing. And if you're new to our radio show, you may be saying, man, this dude hates network marketing. No, I, I love it. It has been the greatest thing that ever happened to my family. We live on an island. We, we have paid vehicles in our yard, including a, a a motor home. We have a house payment we can afford in a, in a second most traveled to destination in, in Florida. It's on a barrier island. People come here. They, they they literally save their money all year long to spend two weeks here. We get to spend 52 weeks out of the year if we want to. So it's not that network marketing has not done well for me. What I hate seeing is the average person be misled See, I believe this is the greatest profession for the average American that, that has ever been created, but it's got to be worked. It isn't easy. And that's why I pick the books that I do on this radio show that we can go through to help generate more insight to individuals so they can change their lives and make something of themselves. See, too many times we send our kids off to school and we say, hey, listen, before you get married, while you can, you need to Travel. You need to have fun. You need to be at the guys. You know, there's some religious sects that tell their kids before they're age 21, hey, while you can, go out there and party, have fun, make love, do everything. But at 21, you've got to make a decision. Do you want to become one of our spiritual people, or are you going to to get out of the sect? And if you get out of the sect, then you're going to be banned. We're never going to talk to you again. Sadly, the majority of Americans seem to do the same daggum thing. Go join the military, have fun, see the world, go to exotic places, watch exotic girls dancing for you. I should say erotic girls dance for you. you know And then go to foreign countries, kill the people and come home. Have fun, don't worry, just live life. No. See, here's the concept. We do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden we get married. All of a sudden we grow up. All of a sudden we're in a relationship of some kind. And we say, now what am I going to do? Do you realize – now this is interesting. Joel shares this, or, or, or John shares this in this book. Do you realize that most of the affairs that happen in life do not happen while a person's climbing the corporate ladder? It's after they get to the top. Do you ever realize that probably that's due to the fact they just flat don't have time to get into anything except climbing the corporate ladder? Now, if that's the case, then we need to be looking at ourselves and saying, okay, what is it that we're doing here? We make it to the top of our careers, and we're still not happy. We're still looking for something else. We get sidetracked. This is where not quitting your day job comes in. See, despite the fact, Joe John writes it this way, despite the fact that quitting our job is the new American dream, it's usually the worst thing we can do, and here's why. When we quit... We still have the responsibilities that we had before we quit. See, John had a boss. He said Donnie was the worst boss I ever had. That's not his real name, but there was a bully named Donnie on my school bus when I was a kid, so I decided I'd use his name. See, Donnie, his boss, chewed tobacco in the office, and he wasn't working for Major League Baseball. I worked for a tech company. We were fancy and clean except for the Coke bottle spittoon, Donny toted for his chewing dribbles. He wasn't shy about it. Another boss I'd had was more of a gentleman, but Donny would plant a, a big monkey butt in his cheek and chew away. Loud Marlboro Country smacking sounds, followed by wet spits. Now think about that for a second. It is not the the, the smartest thing under the, under the sun when you're when you're doing it. And and that's that's the key you know when you when you're when you're doing or when you're not doing because you want to quit all of a sudden you wake up and you feel realize you got this weirdo and you're saying i got to quit i can't take this anymore every day i come to work it sucks when i go home i'm 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 griping and moaning to the family it's all messed up it's all crazy I've I've worked for idiots like this. John shares in here, he said, I would physically get ill when I pulled into work and I saw his car. I hated him so much. I, I put in the words hate because I know how he feels. I dreamed of a land where there were no Donnies. Now, what would have happened if he quit? What would happen if you have just quit? I'm done with this, honey. I'm quitting. Here's what would have happened. Instead of having one Donnie in your life, You'd end up having a boatload of Donnie's. They'd be called the electric bill, the water bill, the mortgage payment, the pampers, the wireless, the cable, the auto repairs. Do you get my point? The health insurance. All the responsibilities that were being taken care of at the day job would all of a sudden become gigantic pressure. There's a reason that half of the the married couples get divorced what seemed like a small deal before you decided to quit your day job and join network marketing now become giant instead of going out and having breakfast and spending 10 bucks all of a sudden now you've got your spouse saying why are you spending money when you can you can eat at home for a buck 50 it's the same thing well no it's not i'm not looking at the harbor Then freaking break make your breakfast take it to the beach and do it that way i mean been there done that See, this is why you can't quit your day job. See, this, our, our radio show isn't about just living in utopia and singing kubayana around the around fire. I want you to be successful no matter what business that you're in. If you're starting a, a bikini shop, if you're starting a surf shop, if you're starting an auto shop, I don't care if you're just starting a taxi cab service. You don't quit your day job. Art Williams taught me something many, many years ago. He said, when your residual income, not your bonuses, when your residual income every month tops $10,000 a month, and you do that for six months, you've built up an emergency fund, then you quit. But you do not quit before then. So why is it that we fall into a trap of quitting our day job? John writes, the wife who never worried about money will have fiscal panic attacks the husband who didn't who didn't tally how much you spent the I'll get it right the husband who didn't tally how you spent your time will become an ever-present punch clock even the most easygoing person on the planet starts sweating when you play around with things like the mortgage all now this is important write it down all in the name of your dream your dream let me stop right there i'm going to i'm going to pull an article out of what we call the the Walton Sun, because there's a man here in Destin, right right down the beach here, in in Walton County. He had a dream. He wanted to open up a dinner theater. And he was he he'd been successful in real life. Went down here and opened up a thing. He it was a family business, and they were a still are a giant success. Sold out shows dinner going through the roof, everybody being happy, and the article in the paper says he's given it up. You want to know why he's giving it up? He said, I wanted this to be a family dream, and my family's made it clear that it was my dream, it's my calling, not theirs. And he was willing to stop and give it up to make sure his family is happy. Sadly, here's what we do. We go to a meeting. We watch the Internet video. We get excited. Oh my gosh, look at the people in our church and look how skinny they're getting with this new product and they're making money. And oh my gosh, did you know there's this new phenomenon on the Internet? And if you just go buy some bids and and then give away some bids, you can make all this ungodly amount of money. It's just the greatest thing and we're going to quit our day job. I have this dream. I've always wanted to be in business for myself, but yet you don't have a clue. And this is what we do. And then when we fail, because we're not building as fast as we want to build, oh, but Troy, I just heard this guy's making a million dollars a month after 90 days, and I saw it on the Internet, and I saw the copies of his checks, and and it's got to be true. And then we wonder what happened. We wonder why our marriage is being stretched. We wonder why our family and friends don't want to talk to us anymore. We really want to drop the Q-bomb different than the F-bomb. It's called the quit-bomb. And I understand that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you want out. But you got to do it right. In other words, you got to learn how to say no. Not yet. No, not yet. No, not yet. No, not yet. No, not yet. There's a cute commercial on TV where the wife's saying no to everything. Shows the dad out in the front yard, and he's got the safety goggles on. He's got his little nine-year-old boy there, and he's got his safety goggles on. He's got the the, the chainsaw, and he's telling his son, Now, you just yank that cord real, real quick and hold on tight. And the mom's saying, No way. Shows the teenage daughter trying to sneak out her window, and the mom's saying, No way. And then it shows the dad looking at her saying, Hey, can we have hot dogs tonight? And she's saying, Yes. No, no, yes. There's a time. There's certain things that get done when you can say yes. But you got to do it right. John writes this, I thought this was good. He said, "We never want to see the worm in the apple we think is so shiny and delicious. Unfortunately, it happens." He had a publishing deal, first deal out there. He thought, "Oh man, this is going to be great. I'm so excited what's going to happen." Cuz he dreamed since he was in 3rd grade of having a book deal. For more than two decades, when finally he got the email from the publisher, an unbelieving feeling, I got it, finally, talked to the publishers for weeks and weeks and weeks. Talked to other people and they said, man, there's there's something wrong with this thing. Unfortunately, like a shiny apple where we don't want to see an apple, I mean we don't want to see a worm, his publishing deal was indeed full of worms. Some friends who were authors confirmed how bad it was. Afraid of wrecking my dream, I went around and around on the numbers. There had to be something we can do. I I held out hope, a a phone call after phone call, email after email, finally after weeks of conversations. Here is what the publisher's final deal was. How about you let us publish the book without paying you anything? We'll sell it in stores, keep 100% of the profits for ourselves, sell it back to you at a discounted rate so you can sell it on your blog. This is one of the reasons I hate the publishing industry. It wasn't a good deal. He had his dream. He also had his day job. And he was able to turn that deal down for a deal that was much, much better down the road. But if he hadn't had his day job, he wouldn't be able to do that. See, he writes this, and this is so powerful. You effectively lose your option when you quit. You lose that freedom when you jump without a net. You lose the power of the walkout on the shredded contract because you need this embarrassing gig. You need that horrible book deal. You need that lackluster partnership because all of those nasty Donnies that you want to fire are now in your life called the mortgage payment, the health care payment, all these other payments. But on the other hand, When you still have your job, you don't have to be obsessed about the consequences of saying no. See, when you have your day job, all opportunities become surplus propositions rather than deficit remedies. You only have to take the ones that suit your dream best. Now think about that. Because the concept here is you've got to stay dangerous. You've got to say, we're in control of our dream. If you're married, I challenge you to talk to your spouse about your dream. And then plan it. Don't just jump. Hey, if you find a network marketing opportunity, if you find a franchise opportunity, if you find any daggum thing in your life that you want to do, I don't care if it's becoming the doorkeeper at Home Depot. You don't want to do it at Walmart. They're getting rid of all those gals. But you can do it at Home Depot still then by golly, you better make sure everything is taken care of and getting it done right. When John published his book, Stuff Christians Like, I I found it humorous. It was Christian satire, and and I wish we could do it in in a TV show. I think he would be awesome on this. The first line of the book was, if you buy this book, God will make you rich. Now, if you're Christians, you fully understand the humor behind that. In the first chapter, it was all about Christians ranking uh, uh, honeymoon sex higher than the second coming of Christ. It's amazing what you what you know as a Christian, and you see all the time. See, this is the kind of stuff that Christian bookstores don't want to have in there. Matter of fact, they sent advanced copies to the radio station. One of the Christian radio stations called up his publisher and said, We're canceling his interview. This guy's a heretic. One reader told him that when she bought it at the register, the cash the cashier said, This book isn't edifying. I wouldn't buy it. So he went out on a dangerous limb making fun of some of the most ignorant things that Christians do, and we all we all make fun of it. But he wanted to break through that status quo. Listen, here's what dreams will do for you. And I know I can't I cannot I mean we got pages in the first chapter I can't even get to. But listen. Dreams will challenge the status quo. They'll ask questions like, why do we do things like this? Here's a better way. You've never heard someone say, I have an amazing dream that I'm going to dedicate my life to, and if it works, the status quo will be solidified forever. Nope. Dreams, at the very essence, are about change. People get comfortable and often see dreamers as threats. We may be culture that wants to quit our day jobs but deep down inside change scares a lot of us especially when it threatens the norm we've become to embrace but if you're going to chase your dream job guess what you will be dangerous you're going to be threatening the status quo and that's not for the faint of heart but you don't quit your day job too soon you take your time you wait on it just a second you keep working and you keep working See, here's, here's in, in the last few minutes, here's what I want to share. It's common for dream-following books to start with encouraging chapters like your dream is only one step away or dare to believe and it will come true. And that's fine. There's a place for it, I guess. I just don't think the place is at the beginning of the book. See, despite my extensive history of job quitting, the the advice and the advice of scores of people, I didn't quit my day job at autotraders.com for three years. Now, that probably doesn't seem like a long time to some of you, but here's what happened. During that tenure, I started a blog that is now read by 97% of the countries in the world. I wrote a book and sold that book to more people than 95% of authors do. I built two kindergartens in Vietnam. I was offered an additional two-book deal from one of the biggest publishers in the world – And I keynoted at conferences across the country, and I never quit my day job. See, most of it would not have been possible without that day job that allowed me to duck the dons, keep my nose, stay dangerous, and stabilize my marriage. See, we're all going to want to quit our day job, but before we do, we need to kill some popular and precocious lies about quitting. Guys, I'm telling you, this book has has, has really impacted me. Tomorrow, we start removing the I'm from your butt. And that's not B-U-T-T. That's just B-U-T. You're going to love it. Folks, I want to hear your feedback. Go buy the book. Let us know how the radio show is doing. I think you'll love this. You can also hear us over at the Beachside CEO on the HomeBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Be here tomorrow for Real Mentors Radio. And remember, live life like it's an epic adventure. Bye now.